0: Hey, and welcome to Preston's Multiple Stop Shop, where we fill you up with sports and joy. I hope you're enjoying your Friday, because today is got a lovely episode, a continuation of the story that is unfolding of the legend of Ghetto James. But before that, we must play the ad that will make you mad, because it never changes. But they bring me the change. Yes, this is a wonderful episode. I've got to continue on this wonderful story of this developing story of Ghetto James. The commissioner himself has called in to um, tell us some more sides because this is what I'm talking about. There's this side, there's your side, their side, the truth, and then there's people around it who are involved. So there's the commissioner side. So let's take a listen in on what he has to say. Hey, Preston. Thank you for taking my call. This is your boy, Bub Rub, Greg Stryker, the commish of Ghetto James Fantasy League, and I don't want to clog up your lines talking about the story of old. However, I feel your loyal listeners were lied to in your most recent podcast, and you were made to seem as if you didn't recall the what happened in the past correctly, even though you did. Taylor Blackwell accepted this trade in question. I had to go back and manually revert the changes. So it seems like you and others such as Tanner Tabor have been booted out for integrity reasons, but yet Taylor remains. You two fell on the sword while he gets to go scotch-free and then will taint your good name on your podcast. Anybody out there who has any information about how Taylor has wronged those in the league and those of past, please call in. Your input is very important for us to bring this young man to justice. Who knows what else he's capable of. Thanks, Preston. Ah, that's an interesting take we've got here that um, to clear the air. Once again, looks like every episode I talk about Ghetto James, I eat my words. Because <laughs> this, that, or another, I've gotten one small detail wrong that is pivotal to the whole story. And uh, I just want to say thank you because I'm all about the truth. I'm all about being right and and being on the right path. And I want to say thank you for to Greg calling in And, uh, I've actually got a anonymous source on some dirt from the league that includes Taylor, but also includes the commissioner. Here it is. I'm gonna have to read it because it's long. So, there's a developing story coming out of Ghetto James. A anonymous league member has this to say. It looked like I was right about Taylor colluding in the fantasy league. However, it wasn't what I initially thought. From what I'm being told, Taylor actually made a sketchy collusive trade after an 0-6 start to the season. He traded Calvin Johnson and Greg Olson to the commissioner, Greg for Mario Manningham and on October 22nd at the time 3.30 p.m. on the year 2009, the year of our Lord. That is a developing story coming out of Ghetto James. So, with that um, developing story, that it's an interesting take because that shows that this anonymous league member is um, calling out some sketchy previous history um, that has happened before I was in the league. And so, in my assumption, it looks like this anonymous league member is after the commissioner, and the commissioner is after Taylor. And Taylor is after championships and getting more rings, and so to me, um, that's kind of the the. If you look at the tracks of who's blaming who, um, Commissioner Greg has started an, an investigation over the airwaves um, on any collusive ideas for Taylor, and one came in through a anonymous league member coming for Greg. Um, saying he's collusive, maybe that League member is like, hey, I want the spot of commissioner, maybe I can take him down. You know, because there needs to be a new commissioner, or new Batman. Or, yeah, because bring back Cushion Bale. So, what I'm saying is, this story has been developing for quite some time now. And so, what could have happened, and this is where I get in trouble, is what could have happened was, Taylor was telling me the story of 2009. When he was 0-6, and and he traded these people. That's a could-have. And then, when I joined the league in 2011, and or 2012, I think it was 2011, I was hitting my wall and I decided to help a friend out, even though he didn't need my help, because he's already had three championships, He's not three, I think he was at two at the time, and so... Anyways, I told him that and then Commissioner comes on the show. Thank you, Commissioner, for coming on the show. Friend of the friend of the show, you know, Ghetto James, any member is friend of the show. Just call in when you need to. And so basically, Ghetto James, Commissioner, Nixes the trade because what happened was with the insight on the commissioner and the nixing of the trade, the insight was it seems that I committed the trade. Taylor accepted, um, because it's kind of like, this is how I can relate to it, it's kind of like someone saying, here's a hundred dollars, and you're grabbing it, and you're grabbing it and saying thank you, but when you're saying thank you, they're like, hey, I picked it up from my grandmother's closet. And they're like, what? And you're like, what? And he's like, yeah, my grandmother's closet where she stores all her money, and I'm giving this to you. And so it's kind of like, what, what type thing, where it's like, Taylor was not, he's not really in the wrong, but he's, you know, there's some wrong when you're guilty by association, but he's got, to, I mean, that's just something that's like, when you're dishing up, I don't even know what I traded him for, I traded him, um, but basically when, I, when I'm when i handing him, let's just say it's Tom Brady, I'm handing him Tom Brady and he's like, hey, I need, a, I need a quarterback, boom. He's like, I'm gonna take that, that's easy stuff, like who wouldn't do that? And so the point is, the commissioner told us the real story, told us what actually happened. And that's good, because there's there's your side of the story, there's my side of the story, and then there's the truth. And then there's the commissioner's side of the story, which is someone outside of us, and then there's someone else. And so then there's history, and that's part of the story, and that's the truth. And so basically, what I'm saying is, I gotta eat my words again. I made one mistake about telling a story. I got in some type of way, told a story, fidged a little detail, and everything exploded. So if you're gonna make a podcast, if you're gonna be a human, you must own your words. And so I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna own it, because that's me, that's on me. I own my words. I made a mistake, I told a story, it had a little fib. You know, I had to eat my words. They tasted a little like Dr. Pepper and Diablo sauce from Torchies, But I have to eat them. I gotta eat my words. I gotta own it. And so, like I said earlier, I think um, that the anonymous league member is out to get the commissioner um, and take his spot and maybe hire a new guy for um, their media. And so, um, because it seems like they have a platform growing and a fan base growing. Because on these podcasts, I've gotten a little bit more listens, and it's beautiful. And so, maybe that commissioner's out there and, and starting a coup and a uh, propaganda via my podcast. Maybe I'm being used, but um, that's why you always got to check your sources. Because um, I got an official word, an official statement from the commissioner after I sent him this source. And I was like, hey, commissioner, what is this? And he says... Hey, here's my statement. Statement from the commissioner's office. As I suspected, it was on October 11th when Mr. Calvin Johnson suffered a fairly significant knee injury, which caused him to miss the remainder of the season, remainder of the game. I acquired Mr. Johnson for the following week where he would go to miss two weeks with an additional bi-week missing. The then, the Greg Olson of 2009 was not the man we think of today. He was a member of the Chicago Bears catching passes from Jay Cutler and would only acquire 600 yards that season. Meanwhile, Mr. Manningham went on a show for the first half of the season and he finished with 800 yards that season. Most of those yards were finished in the very beginning, like I said. In summary, young Taylor, in, despite, in desperate need, caused for desperate measures to have victories. He wanted to acquire victories through the trade market as some would do. He traded an injured Calvin and below average tight end for a wide receiver on pace for over a hundred times a hundred nope that's too much a thousand yards and eight touchdowns the year was 2009 exclamation point I had just received my driver's permit if there were any more questions I'll be happy to answer them when the sun rises a good night to all and a good and to all, a good night. That was coming from the commissioner's office, um, sta- uh, verbatim, word for word, statement from them. And so it seems with a little bit of context that you can see the light of the story. And so basically what I'm trying to say is if you're finding the truth, you need that context. You need to understand the scenario, the environment in which the deal was done. Because for instance, Greg Olson has become a mighty fine tight end, very consistent. And so we, when we see that name now, we're like, oh yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a deal, that's a steal. Who's Mario Manningham? Never heard of him after a week, after 2009. It's like, who is he, you know? And so the point is, in desperate times leads to desperate measures. Greg had a hot hand wide receiver in Mario Manningham. Had a beautiful start, then died off towards the end. This is based on context and looking at the the season's end. And then Taylor had an injured out for three weeks. That would have been, the three weeks were week six, seven, eight. That's three weeks, and those are crucial weeks for fantasy footballers to turn around their season because um, I believe there's 12 weeks, depending on the year, um, 12 weeks. So you can end 6-6 six and, six and still make the playoffs. I believe, if not, here's another thing I'll have to eat my words on, and I'm okay with it. And so the point of the story is be prepared because that if you're more prepared, you won't eat words, but if you're less prepared, you will eat lots of words. I eat lots of words and basically The context of the story seems that this trade is not a collusive trade in my opinion and So if I bring it back to my situation, I did the dealing I did the collusiveness I definitely was like let's I'm gonna you know cuz when two part what is a trade when two parties agree together, and they're like this is fair, right? This is fair or if you think it's fair, I think it's fair, type thing. That's that's kind of the deal. That's the trade. And then there then what happens is it processes, and then the commissioner can look at it and he can do three things. He can allow it, he can nix it right off, or he can bring it to the audience. And the commissioner pulled the trigger, laid down the hammer, said, Not in my league. No no no. And so basically the what happened is you know, the truth has been told, this story has been revealed, the opinion is out there, so form your opinions however you want. But at the end of the day, the trade went through, Commissioner Greg reverted it, and then this new light is probably to throw dirt at the commissioner so that this person, this anonymous source, can uh, become the commissioner. And that's how I see it. Um, so, anyways. When you own your words when you when you do this stuff you got to own your words and that brings me to the next thing own your words own your stuff um i've got to own a couple things um other than this obviously but texas state play texas a&m texas a&M was up by 28, and a friend of the show, Kyle, called and he's like, "Dude, Preston, how about that pick?" And I said, "Hey, it was a lofty pick. I had ab- I have very lofty goals and very lofty ideas sometimes, I- and I gotta eat my words. I'm gonna eat my words tomorrow um, on the show." And basically, uh, he called and he's like, "Yeah, you gotta eat your words." And so here I am doing that. Texas State ended up losing 7 to 41. Hey, eat them up, cats, though. Eat them up. That's what we do. We eat them up. And so another thing is when you own your words, when you own your stuff, when you do your thing, you have a stage. You have a platform. Your words, you might not think of it like this, but your words are divine. And your words are uh, part of your being that helps you with your reach and your relevancy. And so I want to shine the light on Michael Jordan and because he's a prime example of how you can use your stage and use your words and use your actions um, to um, basically like a, a microphone make them 10 times larger you know my words you can you can't hear them 100 yards away but at a megaphone you can hear them fine and dandy so michael jordan found out how to use the megaphone of marketing and and branding and um, advertisement and retail to make his words be known and relevant and, and, and inspirational. And, and what turned out to be is he added value, he added a shoe brand and a good marketing scheme, not scheme, a marketing plan, which is a scheme, um, scheme just gets a little negative light on it sometimes, and so what he did is he ended up making more money with those marketing things and owning the the Charlotte Hornets and being, and getting a very wealthy amount of um, money from his shoe brand and and Ford, you know, just doing those extra commercials and being a part of those extra things. And so what I'm saying is this is a prime example of using your stage to um, navig- navigate using your stage to extend your reach and make your relevancy known and so that's the moral of this story is find a way to navigate where you are because what you have in your life is you have original thoughts you have um, a passion and you have a stage we live in the internet stage where you have a stage so the point is find what you like doing and find how to market what you like doing around it um this is inspired by Gary Vanderchuk, but you know, if you just open your eyes, you can see it. You're not a commoner. You can be on the stage. And so the point of the story is, navigate your stage, brethren and sistren. If you're a cop, if you're a teacher, if you're a teacher and and you're a student teacher and you're making podcasts, that's the way to go in extending your reach because you say, I am a teacher, I wish I had someone telling me what's going on so it's clear I'm going to do it for the next generation of aspiring teachers. That's the point of the story is getting your stage to help others. And hopefully, you know, and if you're an athlete, you're already there. You have a brand behind you. Just get your stage knowing and, and add value to your culture, add value to your friends, your family, and the people don't who know you, but you don't know. And so... That's the moral of the story, navigate your stage, um, and so I gotta, I, this is a beautiful lesson on Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, um, because tomorrow is Saturday, Saturday, oh, Saturday, Saturday, I didn't have choir lessons, so I will stop singing. Saturday, um, I probably will get sued for copyright issues, but that's okay, cause, I'm doing this for your benefit of joy and your, um, life that you may have life and life abundantly, uh, through Christ, hopefully come to Christ. Um, and so basically what I'm saying is just love one another and navigate your stage and, um, may God be with you through these days and, uh, may you breathe well. And so, um, see you tomorrow. Peace.